I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had. Let me tell you why you're here. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. Being the one is just like being in love. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. No one can tell you you're in love, you just know it. Through and through. Hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. My name is Neil. My name is Trinity, and you better take your hands off of me. Welcome. It's a yep. whole new format. This is fascinating. All right. New podcasting world. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. I'm going to I'm going to reference Bill and Ted later but just the opening of Bill and Ted. Hi. Welcome to the future. Yeah. Bowling averages are way up, mini golf scores are way down. Yeah, uh, Morpheus should have said that. Is is George Carlin's Rufus the more stoner version of Morpheus? I feel like they would have been friends. Morpheus is stoned but on something on a completely different strain. Like whatever he's on, like com- indica versus sativa. Do you think? Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. I know Morpheus. I don't know. He seems more like he's. It's more like cocaine because he's always like, "Okay, I have this great idea. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay, we got it. We got it. We got it." <laughs> um, I, I picture cocaine users as a little more manic than Morpheus, but yeah, no, but he yeah, well because he's been that. on it for so long, he knows <laughs> like, he's he's not phased by it anymore. Right. <laughs> He's on that slow drip cocaine. Yes. Yes. Good Lord. What a great start. Oh, to I this love episode. it. Today we're Man. talking about the, uh, today on this podcast where we talk about the Matrix, we are talking about the Matrix. That being oh my God. the original 1999 film that kickstarted this whole thing. The whole thing. God, I'm so excited. I love this movie. So friggin' This is much. Our, our recap. We're going to do some recap episodes. And then we, we I, are, I, I'm excited. We're, we're going to do also like some commentary episodes, right? Where it's, where it's literally. A oh, commentary absolutely. Track. Absolutely. Like but this, this is one, our this damn will be podcast. More of a, we're going to get into whatever, but I did feel recap. it. Yeah. I felt it was more important to like talk about the movies just as movies first. Yeah. Just, walk, we just get uh, into... walk through, talk through the story. Yeah. It makes yeah, sense. Exactly. So that way we all know we're on the same page. And uh, mm-hmm. like we were saying before we hit record, um, you took notes for this. I didn't because I've been rewatching this movie for 20 odd years You're now, uh, as, as we established last episode. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Beginning from your out of context fight scene compilation oh, <laughs> that you were, that you were shown. I was sending you like snaps while I was rewatching it. Yeah, a you week sent it so to me on back. Snapchat of like, imagine watching this scene with no context in your I... friend's basement. <laughs> yeah, after getting murdered brutally for an hour in Goldeneye on Nintendo 64. Oh, wow. Um, oh, God, I have nightmares about Goldeneye. That but that's was... a whole other thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
The Matrix, 1999. Mm. So I I watched this on... Uh, I, I popped in the DVD that I have of it for the first time. This is a DVD that I got at a record store for like three dollars it's a used is it, copy is it that classic like paper cardboard clamshell nice i i i feel like it probably is a better for the environment but it's i just don't think i don't know i there's <laughs> i have this copy of uh wally which of course you talked about on high on cartoons um, oh, yep. It's yep, not yep, yep. it's not the criterion collection wally but it's like <laughs> you know because of the film's because the film's themes, it's all about like you know, it's it's all about um, uh, you know, it, it's an eco-friendly package, right? Right, right. But it also it's the, means it's the paper that there's cardboard. no, as, as I recall, like there's no spindle. Like the DVD is just kind of crammed into cardboard, and I'm like, the DVD yeah. is gonna get so scratched. Like... I, I know. It's like I. <laughs> I actually, and I'm ashamed to say this, I sold my DVDs of the Matrix series uh, years back at a, at a but trade. The commercial said that the DVD would melt our faces off oh and make God. out with our the dad. promise, the promise. But no, what's depressing is lately I've just turned into an absolute like film snob. So I have you've seen it, the massive 4K steelbook box. I mean, set. that's the best. I mean, it is the better. It's the superior version. Like objective. I mean, I could I could kill a man with that box set. It's an impressive ass box. And you set. should. And you should. <laughs> you've heard it here first, folks. Um, this is because of the binary wham yeah uh. um but oh and similarly uh you know soon soon to be probably removed from uh max uh steven universe i have the giant complete series box set of steven universe and the movie oh, and the follow-up series and there's so the way that it, this is packaged is there's this beautiful like it's like a mini art book all of these pages that go over what's on each disc and there's an image representing like it's like the first half of season one and second and so on and so forth and um and they're, and they're gorgeous and they list all the episodes and i'm like this this looks amazing but again they're all very tight cardboard sleeves that the discs are crammed into and That's i literally good. i took them all out and i put them in actual like cases like because i can't <laughs> i can't um, treat the discs this way like they already don't uh, have like an eternal <laughs> lifespan as it is a friend of mine did almost the exact same thing with the uh the big criterion godzilla box set the, all the godzilla movies between like the 50s and the 70s packaged into one big box set but it's in this cheapo like paperback book thing that like will fall apart very easily so he mm -hmm. literally just took all the discs stuck them into uh, uh, Blu-ray disc boxes, and then commissioned somebody to make official-looking Criterion art for oh, these box sets. I know, that like, is that's taking it up. That is yeah. a step farther than I am willing to go because I am very lazy at heart. <laughs> so, like, Yeah, Lord. I didn't, um, I so I never watched the Matrix DVD before. I'd always, mm -hmm. uh, I think, I mean, the first time, I'm sure I found it somewhere on the high seas and then, you know, HBO Max and whatnot. <laughs> um, but the as, as expected, the DVD menu of the original Matrix DVD absolutely fucks. Like it absolutely. It's fucks. been years since I've seen it. Can you describe it for me, please? I I mean, only in the sense that like someone who had a near death experience describes heaven. Like it, it only only in real <laughs> flat. It's like 
<laughs> so I, I believe I think the first image was of like the the bullet time, and then of course it had all the digital like plays, special features uh, set up, and all that, and it would do mm-hmm. like this montage of all the cool sequences, and um, yeah, no, it was it was just incredible. Um, Beautiful. The other thing I noticed uh, right off the bat about um this particular copy of the film, this this sure. edit. Um, the color grading is intense in these in these yeah. DVDs, like more than I remember seeing on any other version. Uh, the green of being in the Matrix is so very green, and the blue of the real world is so 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 blue. Now, I I was trying to pay attention to that because I've owned. Let's see, I've watched these movies on the DVD. I'm pretty sure I've watched them on VHS actually um i guess so i v- mean do you, did all three of the originals come out on vhs i guess they must have it had well well i was kind of gonna save this for the reloaded episode but my one of my biggest memories of the home video release of matrix reloaded is seeing dozens and dozens of unsold copies of the matrix reloaded in espanol uh at suncoast video just being oh slowly gosh. reduced in price over time so yes they got a vhs release but to what end? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure I've seen these movies in every format, and I don't think I've seen them the same way in terms of, as you say, the color grading twice. Greens are yeah, greener, the blues are bluer. It's so weird. I was even toying around on this rewatch, especially during the uh, the sequence um, in the, the construct, where that's all that pure white space where Morpheus yeah. is explaining the plot essentially yeah i was playing around with my projector settings trying to get it to be the whitest white but mm. still not completely wash out keanu reeves pale face oh, no, of course. oh yeah. god it was rough yeah um like trying you're to calibrating your, your game system like yeah yeah it's like okay keanu can you hold up a color wheel for me please great yeah thanks yeah um, um I've also at this point I'm it's beginning like I'm sure you've re- you hit this point very early on but I'm getting to the point where I've seen it enough times that I am quoting it by heart even like not like not important lines of just like I think we can handle one little girl no <laughs> lieutenant your men are already they're already dead. dead well like lines that are not particularly famous that I'm just like oh I got it like yeah <laughs> no I know exactly what you mean I do the same damn thing all the time this i mean for me like i've said before on the previous episode for me it's more about the two sequels really than this first movie which is embarrassing a little bit because this movie is fucking iconic and monumental yeah i mean um, it is a textbook perfect movie it as, really as is yeah um but uh yes just the economy of storytelling in this movie there's not like a mm-hmm. line wasted you get it, you're there's so much information to be explained and they do it pretty elegantly all and considering. yes and important like with visuals they do it in a visual way yes they don't, yes i think this is something that that again we'll get into but i think it's the, something that the sequel stumble with uh a little uh or a lot depending on with, what scene well. um but I think this this movie is a masterclass of how to dole out very dense information in a way that gets the audience on it's board really and, and has them understand the stakes in order to get them excited and know who to root for and and, 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 <laughs> and in what way, you know? And, and they're doing like a lot of technical jargon dumping as well 
because this movie came out in 1999. So you have people yes. saying, we, 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 like Morpheus says, we reveled, we were in the birth of AI. And they have to yeah, clarify. And I love it. Artificial yeah, intelligence. Yeah, Neo just going like, AI. You mean artificial intelligence? Like, <laughs> English, like, please. Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, in there's. I, a, know, I, did, I, think... I did cringe at that just because of like how AI has been, you know, particularly <laughs> annoying lately. Of just well, like lately, yeah. Good. It Lord. all started when <laughs> when they made AI uh, make Squidward sing Frank Sinatra songs. Oh God in heaven! I hate that so freaking bad. Um, pay your I, don't know, I think those are like note. that's the one good use. Like I've seen things. It's like like Plankton sings my way. I'm like, you know what? I'll give it to that <laughs> one because I feel like the actual voice actors of these SpongeBob characters wouldn't could never be bothered to do that. Like they like. I'm sure if we gave them money. Speaking of, we're recording this during the 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 writers' strike and the actors' strike. I double checked. Podcasts are cool, so we're safe. Also, oh, I don't God. believe we belong to any guilds, as far as I know. I'm a upsettingly non-union. I'm a tradeswoman my myself. Mm, fair enough. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, pay your writers, pay your actors. Damn it! It's almost um, as though they do the thing that makes the money. Hmm. It's almost like we're the means of production. Yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, wait! Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Like Get ahead of ourselves. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, yes, you're right about the technical jargon being present, but still easy to, un relatively easy to understand. More or I less, think. yeah. I, I, I mean, remember, we, like... We can't really speak on it because we've seen this so many times. That and, like, I, I certainly was around in 1999, but I wasn't particularly paying attention to literally, again, any news besides Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Um, but they were yeah. like... <laughs> They were like news broadcasts where where the, the 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 field reporters were going to the theater and trying to get people to explain the Matrix, and people are just stumbling over themselves trying to explain what they saw. Well, that's because no one can tell you what the Matrix is. You have to see it for yourself. <laughs> you know what? And I think and I, I think that's genuinely like I, I think I brought this up in the previous episode. We don't. There's not really any marketing campaigns like that anymore. Where it's all mystery, you like. They tried with Tomorrowland. When was that? That was <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, they tried. They tried, God bless them. Was that 2013 or 15? Brad Bird's Tomorrowland was 2015. Yeah. That was 2015. Ayn Rand's Tomorrowland was 2015. <sighs> God. I feel like, I mean, maybe... Maybe Nope was a little bit of that, like that mystery element, but. Nope definitely had the mystery element, but you did have the very tangible visual of a flying saucer to work with. Like we as a society, like when I saw the thing, you know like, what oh, that great. is. Yeah. We're yeah. finally back to like the day the earth stood still classic chrome dome flying saucer. I mm -hmm. love it. And then it takes like four genre shifts throughout yeah. the course of the movie just to yeah. throw you off base. So yeah. you know what you're getting into, getting into it, but as of about half an hour in, you have no idea. This is just yeah, pure goddamn guess, like, mystery the, box. The knives out glass onion thing where they, uh, you can try to solve the mystery, except we're going to throw in some information in the third act that you couldn't possibly have known going in just to yeah. make us seem smarter. <laughs> yeah, we are not going to tell this detective mystery linearly, uh, linearly. 
Wow, I am exhausted and don't expect me to pronounce too many words correctly tonight, kids. I don't expect anyone. It's going to be a fun one. English is a nightmare language. It really is. And uh, I'm realizing more and more that I learned most of it by reading. So I don't know how to pronounce most of it. That's that's a fun discovery. So we open The Matrix, the film. Oh, thank God you're starting the film. Oh, we can get The Matrix. (laughs) Village Roadshow Pictures. Um, (laughs) And we open on uh, the word trans. Um, you are correct well trans yeah Uh, the second word that we see in the film is trans um uh we get that digital rain coming down god i love the fucking code yeah oh god all i see is brunette blonde redhead (laughs) (laughs) Um, i can't then we see we see a brunette we see Trinity, right? We we do, yeah. This first uh, opening sequence is uh, just all focused in on Trinity and uh, the agents, really. And well, and also like again, so telling that the Wachowskis are coming off of Bound, which is mm-hmm. you know just just chicks in action, and then another chick in action, and neither film is it particularly. I mean, I I hesitate to even use this term because obviously they're women, but like. There's no quote unquote male gaze going on because Bound is, I mean. It's kind of our. <laughs> I mean, there is a little bit of that gaze, I think, going on, but considering what we know, because I mean, you've got Carrie Ann Moss in PVC, like, not even PVC, pleather? I don't even know what the fuck it is. <laughs> it looks painted on. She looks incredible. But, um,. It, it, I, yeah, you're right. You really can't call it male gaze, can you? Hmm. It's like, are they sexualizing her, or is she just Carrie Ann Moss? <laughs> A question for the ages. A question certainly. for the ages. Um, and, and respectively, um, uh, Jennifer Tilly and uh, the other actress from Bound. Oh, God. I really need to see Bound. It's on my list. I'll get to it. But no, I mean, point being, it's that they're even this far into their second film, where mm-hmm. our action heroes are still women, like exclusively, yeah. <laughs> like being hunted specifically by a bunch of white men in suits, mm-hmm. which is uh, always a fun thing to uh, to just to just look at in the Matrix, an angry man in a suit. Yeah, and it's also uh, also very amusing to see like the the ordinary, you know, the the day to day cops, and then the agents show up. Yeah, like, so this oh, entire opening guys. sequence, like... th- this entire opening sequence, it's the cops cornering Trinity in a hotel room, uh, an uh, an abandoned, destroyed. Oh, the heart, hotel yeah, the heart room. of the city hotel. Yeah, this wrecked place, um, and she's apparently hacking, and they've traced her call. The police find her. Kick the door down. They go into fucking bullet time, and it's magic. Holy shit! Um, it's just like yeah, Princess that, that initial camera turn with all those <laughs> all those digital cameras that they put in a row, and then took a an image of. Uh... I love how they did that. They literally just oh, took cool. like a hundred and some still cameras and just photographed people in a big circle. I love the simplicity of that. I mean, it's it's stop motion in a way. You know? Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. I say simplicity. That was some complicated ass shit they pulled off, but but it's the the answer to how they did it is probably simpler than most people think. It's more, you know what it is? It's more analog 
than yes, the more, digital. Yes, it's the lack of today. CG going on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, which just frustrates me to no end. This was kind of like the very tail end of the the big practical effects in Hollywood. I th- say the late nineties. Everything in here holds up well. Um, yeah, well, it's we're going to get into this in the sequels, but all of a sudden when they start relying so heavily on CGI, the visuals just kind of plummet dramatically because the CGI yeah, from the early 2000s. not unlike, uh, you know, certain Star Wars films, maybe. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's my point. That's my point. Like, uh, two years before this, 1997, you have... Um, Starship Troopers, which blends uh, the practical and the digital effects very, very well. Right, and then even before that, you got Jurassic Park, of course. Oh, Jurassic Park. Side note, saw that last night at The Man with the Philadelphia Orchestra. What an experience that was. Um, Nice. God, just, we cried. It was great. Um, But but once Star Wars really hits and George Lucas, well, Star Wars episode one hits in 99 and Lucas is making this big splash with all this CGI and Jar Jar and entire environments and characters being completely fabricated out of nothingness. Then all of a sudden Hollywood uh, starts and robots on, fighting on the windows 95 background. Oh God. Wow. You're not wrong. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the one thing I will say <clears throat> as far as episode one goes, the sound design is perfect. All well, hail I mean, Ben Bird. All of them. Yeah, Ben Bird is yeah. a god. Yeah. Um, I mean, so if this I could get ch- all cars, if, if a car, if I could get a car like startup noise to do the <laughs> that the that the Falcon does. Oh God! Isn't that the dream? Yeah. Um, and then, oh, and again, there's and then there's information conveyed uh, visually and and through emotion where Trinity is just 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 owning these cops just completely just doesn't even they don't, they're not even on her radar and then yeah, like and then the agents she take out up. in that first fight sequence like and, four and then or the five. agents show up and she is on the back foot now she is yeah she runs yeah. away and there's the moment where she's like looking up at the window she's like get up trinity like she's she's just she, she has to oh like God. psych herself out like they her and the agent both jump across the buildings and i loved this when i was watching it this time around both uh when trinity jumps and then the agent jumps you get this really big dramatic whooshing sound effect but then when the cops jump there's like almost no sound effect at all it's just like these <laughs> like, the like goofy yell. breathy out yeah. of out of breath out of shape cops just throwing themselves across a rooftop yeah this movie um, um very explicitly hates cops which we love uh, hell yeah like there's hell yeah. a shot of a cop and on the line like they're they are our enemies and it it shows a <laughs> shot of a cop like writing a traffic ticket like oh uh, god but yeah and i think it's also again notably and when it comes to writing like action uh girl heroes uh i think when men write these characters uh they are two-dimensional infallible you know action babes um right and trinity is shown very quickly to be fallible like to have fears to like not want to fight this agent for whatever reason um to just turn tail and run and to have to talk herself into getting up yeah fear like God, and Carrie Ann Moss conveys all of those complicated emotions very, yeah. very well. She got those 
big old eyes. It's great. Like she, and make no mistake, like it doesn't take away from her being a complete badass, but it also Absolutely shows not. that she is human, which which is an important yeah. distinction in in this film. Oh God! So yeah, this this entire opening sequence is all about this chase, which goes uh, across a, a a very like somewhat artificial looking rooftop. I'm sure it was like a studio like soundstage shoot for this sequence, but it really does add to like the otherworldliness of the and environment. And the art again, I artificial. I mean, it is literally mm -hmm, artificial mm -hmm. in the um with their their, the their footsteps thundering across these metal roofs. Yeah. Um. God, just absolutely gorgeous. Um, and then, yeah, culminating at the phone booth, which is uh, Trinity's way out. Damn. What? The, seeing this scene again, out of context, like even just the way I saw it, which was to see the action sequences alone out of context. But to see this sequence in a theater in 1999 with no explanation must have been unreal. Where a freaking, uh, what is it? It's a garbage truck or is it cement mixer? It's a big yeah, I think, fucking I think it's truck. Like a, it's like some kind of 18-wheeler. Yeah, it like, they they execute this crazy like 180 turn with it. How yeah, doesn't it, well, doesn't it doesn't do it take that? over the body of the is that the first time we see an agent take over a, a body? We do not actually see the agents doing anything particularly agenty this time around besides just seeming to be like omnipresent. Oh, okay. We, but I we feel don't like see that any is, like digital is, shenanigans. I feel like that is the implication though. Now, once you find out that they can do that, I think you once yeah, once you realize it's like oh, this guy just possessed a garbage man but, uh, why do i i feel like did i just mandela effect this i remember just like like <laughs> imagine just like trucker like just going like break breaker got a bogey on my Aah! and then he gets taken over by an agent seeing some smokies it, around the heart of the city hotel you're saying this out loud and now i'm just like itching for like agents to invade other movie franchises um, Ooh, yeah. where you're just watching like Smokey and the Bandit or something like yeah. that and for like a hot second Smith has to take over Smokey yeah well I would I would also I want the agent after he takes over the body of the truck driver to still have the trucker hat and then to pull on the uh, horn cable <laughs> okay so, so what I'm getting is that the long term goal of the podcast is actually to pitch Warner Brothers a slice of life matrix comedy Yes. Well, yeah, and they love because okay. the you know Space Jam: New Legacy and that multiverses <laughs> game that came and went proves uh, that they are all, they're trying to develop some sort of shared universe with all their IP, um, but not enough to not the, not enough to put them all on a streaming service. But like, I think the connective tissue should be Smith. I think you should have Smith take over, like <laughs> let's say Elmer Fudd's body or something into the Smithiverse. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into it. Let's too. let's just get. But Hugo yeah, the climax of the scene is the guy outfits. ramming the fucking truck into a yeah, phone Yeah, please, booth. God, keep us on topic. Holy shit. The big truck rams the fucking phone booth with Trinity inside of it. There's that great shot of her hand pressing yeah, up against the glass. Just like, yeah. Oh, God. Perfect. And because we don't know, we don't know what she's trying to do by picking up that phone. So we think we think she's just dead. And then. Uh, the agent comes out and realizes uh, she is not in there. Yeah, the phone booth is smashed to hell. And uh, what do they okay. say? I've actually got the script pulled up. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, found a copy PDF it, of the was script. It, written, it was written exclusively just by uh, Lana and Lily. You know what? It doesn't have a goddamn title page, unfortunately. I'm gonna say this well, how now. How am I supposed to know the, what movie it is? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say this now. The copy of the the PDF copy of the script that I've got was actually downloaded off of the uh, subreddit The Matrix uh r slash the matrix i don't know what that mm-hmm. page is up to anymore i'm no longer on reddit but oh well but uh, someone named uh may Ka- yeah uh, uh somebody named may cat not seeing their pronouns or anything like that in the uh uh little forward they've written but they have very kindly uploaded a pdf copy of the matrix 1999 script which belonged to hugo weaving which contains oh all of his notes for oh my god have Thank i not told you, you about this make yeah Kat, you said? oh let me double check make let me Kat spell that out name? for you uh, they wrote a lovely forward. Yes, uh, M A E space C A T T. Apparently, A K A their Kat, online name from God. Yeah, Thank apparently you, their online uh, uh, their hacker name is the Smiling Shadow. Which thank I you, love Smiling that. Shadow. Yeah, thank you. Go you check out their uh, Matrix fan fiction. Apparently, on fanfiction.net. So that's Ooh. exciting. What's um, it so I'm uh, fanfiction.net. There's there they don't no, have any. Yeah, they don't have any titles listed for. Oh, the fan so then I, I guess it would just be the smiling shadow on fanfiction.net. I can't imagine. I'll have to dig that up uh, once I. We got across from someone together. who would, who gave us this gift of the Hugo Weaving Matrix script. I know, right? It's absolutely fabulous, and Hugo we're going to be getting into like playing, uh, playing Agent Smith, of course, the villain. Right. And we're going to get into it like properly when we discuss uh, Smith more in detail. But it's got all of his like notes about the character and like during the sequence he actually has scribbled on the back of one of the pages um the map of like the shooting studio for this sequence where he's like yeah it's like this is where we're shooting the city this is the park this is okay um but uh uh so So they're saying a bunch of ominous stuff uh while the three agents are looking at this broken phone booth Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll need a search running, uh, and they say we have a name. The name is Neo. Mm. Uh, so Who could exciting. it be? It's a yeah. classic smash cut to our, our unlike, uh, unlikely protagonist. <laughs> and unlikely in unlikely in 1999. This was the first Keanu Sans. Uh, that the world experienced after his uh, rise and fall in the late 80s and early 90s. I just, I uh, think I'm just a sucker for the trope of just like the villains are just like, now who is going to stop us? And then cut to yeah. just some schlub, just some guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Here's here's a dipshit asleep on his keyboard while automated yeah. web searches are running. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God. Listening to, uh, what, Massive Attack? You're not my savior. Hey, it's almost hey, like a lot of the music is communicating ideas. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. God in heaven. And then, uh, yeah, his room is very green. <laughs> God in heaven. Now, the one thing I do truly appreciate, and I saw this last night in Jurassic Park, but they do that 
classic sci-fi trope of a computer monitor projecting the yes, image. Yeah, it's so great. God, yeah. I love that so bad. Um, but uh, that for real. Yeah, we cut to from that sequence. Neo asleep on his keyboard. Keanu Reeves looking pastier and so so green, so green. Little, little did uh. In well, right now known as uh, Thomas A. Anderson, but better mm -hmm. known as Neo, in the hacker world, uh, little does Neo know that his computer actually doubles as an alarm clock because it says "Wake <laughs> up, Neo." Now, who do you think this is? Do you think this is Trinity talking to him, or do you think it's Morpheus? I because they've. Hmm. God, I'm pretty I feel like sure there's it's... some line that alludes to. I think it's Morpheus. Well, it's Neo says a little later at the club. Well, we'll get to the club, I guess. But Neo says, "Oh yeah, Trinity, yeah." That he was says you were in my, my computer. computer. Yeah. Trinity doesn't seem to confirm nor deny. So, but yeah. I think the the messages are the way that Morpheus talks more than yeah. Trinity. Yeah, Morpheus likes to do his elusive double loop speeches. So he knows yeah. that it sounds cool. Or... I mean, I can't argue with that. It is cool as hell. Then we see his uh, what he does for, for cash. He, uh, he deals out illegal uh, software stuff to uh, to folks. Yeah, he's just got a hollowed out copy of a book. Um, what is it? Simulacra. Simulacra and simulation. There you go. Thank you. I, I should probably uh, read that. Hold on. Simulacra. Holding on. Um, by Jean uh, Baudrillard. So sorry, that's probably not even right. Well, we'll just oh, well, I'm sorry, it's French. It's 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 French, so that's not even remotely how you pronounce it. <laughs> Jean Baudrillard. Baudrillard. Fair. Probably, okay, right? we'll take right? that. But he's just got a hollowed out copy of that book, loaded with like floppy disks and mini. And I, discs yeah, and... I believe this book was required reading for the all the main actors. Um, oh God, on the piece. <laughs> And um, how'd you like that? You've got an acting gig. Here's your homework. <laughs> yeah. And I think everyone had a hard time with it, except for um, Lawrence Fishburne, who plays Morpheus. And he was like, yeah, I get it. What? Like, he was like, it's not that hard. Like, Oh, God. God. I love that that seems to be like a prerequisite for working with the Wachowskis. It's like, okay, you've got the job. Here's uh, four hardbacks. You know, do Tuesday. Yeah, um, says the Wachowskis yeah. had Keanu Reeves read Simulacra and Simulation, Kevin Kelly's Out of Control, The New Biology of Machines, Social Systems in the Economic World, and Dylan Evans' Ideas on Evolutionary Psychology before they even opened up the script. Carrie Ann Moss yes. commented she had difficulty with this process. God in heaven. You know what? That's that's extremely Trinity of her. I'll say that. <laughs> it's like, I don't got time for this. Where's the action? Yeah, yeah, okay. Punch punch a computer. Got it. Yeah. Um, or are we going to so talk about the selling... Matrix Revisited documentary? Uh, God, I don't think I've seen that since like 2002. Yeah, I'd be down to rewatch that. Absolutely. Um, anyway, um, it, it exists somewhere. But as far as the movie... Yeah, then we see, goes... these, we see these uh, trans people at, at Neo's door. That's the best <laughs> way I can describe them. Um, gender non-conforming. At, what does at, he at say? What, is that, what does the one say? Is like it's the only way to fly. Like, uh, yeah, he makes some sort of comment about like mescaline or something like that. 
Yeah. Oh, mescaline. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, it's just like, again, I like weed, but otherwise I don't know drugs. That's yeah. Drug. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Pharmaceuticals. It's a Pass spice, the drug right? Rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> right. Melange. Got it. Okay, cool. Um, oh, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. Our, and there's our Dune reference for the episode. Make Cross note. It, I'm going to erase the Days Without a Dune reference. All Replace right, it good. with a goose egg. <laughs> Just kidding, it never gets past zero. No, no. We don't even have extra numbers for that. I wouldn't want it um, any other way. But he's apparently selling illegal software to right. uh, these these club life people. Um, yeah. And I dimly recall reading somewhere that the program he's selling, this guy specifically, is designed to erase parking tickets. Oh, that's hell a, yeah. That's a fun little trick. That's a useful program. Uh, but as 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 we remember, his uh, computer told him to follow the white rabbit. Mm-hmm. And, his, and uh, uh, this guy's companion has uh, a white rabbit uh, tattoo on her shoulder. What's his name? His name is Choi, and what's her name? It's, so, it's are they like, given names in the script? Yeah, let's. Uh, they're, not, I'm, I'm oh, bouncing, they're not said in the film, are they? I'm bouncing between that. It's Choi and Dijor. Oh my god. Sorry. In the script it's listed as Dijor parentheses girlfriend. This is my um, girlfriend of the day. <laughs> I mean that might I be mean, that's indicative a of a relationship name. on a Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but she's got a tattoo of a white rabbit. And all of a sudden Neo is interested in joining them. Yeah, joining them at this uh it's a kink club, right? Like, it's, it's, it's definitely it's, a kink club. It's gotta be a kink club. My God favorite almighty. thing about The Matrix is that every film in the series has a scene at a BDSM club. Does, does I mean, I'm not arguing. Does Resurrections have that? Um, it must, because I remember thinking that. <laughs> Are we Mandela-ing affecting? Are we Mandela affecting a BDSM Release the kink cut. <laughs> it's just the same exact movie, except for three shots. Four of the actors have like weird leather straps all over themselves. Oh yeah, and, uh, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and that's the only difference. Uh, it's like the butthole cut for cats. Um, exactly. But uh, they're playing Dracula. You were buttholes. <laughs> Yeah, they're playing. Uh, they're playing Dragula at the club. God Almighty, man! This is an era of music that just passed me by happily. I, uh, God, I love the Matrix soundtracks, but some, so some of the music, I'm like, ah, I'm good, I'm good. Not a Rob Zombie head, eh? Nah, yeah, I'll stick with They Might Be Giants. That that works for me pretty well. Fair enough. Um, speaking of a a, a movie referencing. Uh, how people perceive reality differently. Huh? Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, he's approached by Trinity. Hooray! Trinity! Yay! And when we get the first, the first major uh, trans moment in the film, I suppose, of just, oh, you're Trinity? I thought, I thought you were a guy. Most guys do. Oh, God. I love like, that how, I mean, that's it right there. Like, that's it. That's really it. Yeah. Um, 
Every time you mention the name, by the way, just dear listener, anytime Ella mentions Trinity in any context, it's like, oh yeah, the Trinity that cracked the IRSD base. It's like, you, that's like a verbal tick you have, I think. It is, you have because to... <laughs> I, I, have mul- I know multiple people in my life who are named Trinity, and uh, oh, one, of whom, one of whom I will, will hopefully have on this podcast. Um, oh yeah. She's brought it up. Um, and yeah, anytime I'm just like, the Trinity? The cracks the IRSD base? Okay, so when you say that, you're very specifically talking about this specific Trinity. Okay. Yeah, cool. the Trinity. I know too many Sean's, so I. There's no Sean in the Matrix yet. <laughs> there's, there's, that's, we're going to release a t shirt. There is no Sean. Uh, <laughs> Oh, God damn. But she has a dire warning. She does. She does. Let me pull that up in the script. God, I'm spacey tonight. Well, she's his connection to Morpheus. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we saw on his computer uh, earlier, he was searching for Morpheus, who and is... we get that... Yeah, he's a, he's, the, he's a very wanted man. Yeah. Uh, and... We get uh, this very erotic shot of uh, Trinity whispering into Neo's ear. Oh, it's a great shot. Yeah. Oh, God. And what is it? It's, um... Uh, the script is a little off because it's the shooting script, not necessarily the uh, uh, finished film script. So I'm bouncing between a few sources here. Uh, I know why you're here, Neo. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep, why you live alone, and why... Night after night, you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me... Right? He told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the Mm -hmm. question that brought you here. Mm Mm-hmm. You know the question just as I did. I'm literally reading along with the movie at it's, this point. I can't eat, like... <laughs> the Wachowskis... The que- I, I, you know, of course, the Wachowskis, we talked about this last episode, and we'll talk about yeah. it in my uh, in, in my presentation on it. We're like, you know, obviously they were closeted when they made this, so not everything could be, like, explicit. But they kind of... Even when they're trying to be subtle, I just don't think subtlety is a language they speak, um, which is great. <sighs> That's an interesting take, yeah. Resurrections is about as unsubtle. Well, I'd say Resurrections and maybe Speed Racer, huh? But uh... no, no, nothing. No, there's no, there's no subtle Wachowski content to compare it to. Is the is the thing? Like, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, so w- knowing what we know now, you can't not see it. Yeah, exactly, huh. exactly. Okay, they were as sense. unsubtle as they could get while still technically being subtle. <laughs> <laughs> missing the Very own, missing their own red flags um yes. uh, but of the question in this very specific case is what is the matrix uh and of course uh like the x-files the truth is out there um and then one of my favorite tropes in movies that has like loud buzzing music going the thumping the uns 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 of the uh the club music turns into the beeping of the alarm clock. Mm-hmm. Rude. 
And of course, he's late for work. God, he's late for work. The poor boy at Metacortex is the place's name. <laughs> yeah. Like, nonsensical late nineties. I know. I know. What kind of fuckery. what kind of stupid company would have Meta <laughs> in its name? I mean, a company named Meta. Come on. <laughs> I didn't what? even put Idiot. that together. Come up with something. That's almost as stupid as naming a social media site X. Oh, God. Top of- oh, I'm so mad. Oh, God. Oh, so Neo's boss um, gives him a, a stern <laughs> talking to about his tardiness. And yep. in the scene essentially has the same dialogue as, uh, uh, bring it back to Brad Bird, as Mr. Incredible's boss in The Incredibles. <laughs> Oh like, my god, Steve, you're uh, right. company is like an enormous clock. Uh, it only works god. when all the little cogs mesh together. Like, just talking uh, about how proud you lines, are to be a cog in the system. Like, Holy living Christ. You're saying the fucking dialogue from The Incredibles, and I've got the movie just playing, and it's syncing up perfectly. Exactly. This is worrying. Oh no. Exactly. Um and he's such but, a, uh, I, I think the, the boss is definitely a, like a one scene wonder kind of character. He's very, he's definitely very funny in that dark satire kind of way. It, it is, it is very sharp contrast to the scene that immediately precedes it. Cause it's very brightly lit. Um, at least the version that I'm watching on HBO, uh, max, which is probably the version that most people are watching it on. It's very white washed out. And as they're speaking and having this very like back to reality, quote unquote conversation, there is uh, water running down the window panes outside of the building that yeah, is being the, washed the away yeah. by the window cleaners. As though so it's something like, is being clarified and you can see better. The uh, the reality of the dream is being uh, is being uh, wiped away. Wiped away. Yeah. Yeah. God. Learning. Being God able damn to see this movie. I fucking clearly. love it. Yeah. Uh, so he apologizes to his boss. I'm sure we've all had those kind of interactions where it's like, yes, sir, it won't happen again. I'm so sorry. Um, Internally, and then he's back in his cube. He's got back a big old, yeah, this is he's the, got a um, big old cubicle. There's that whole meme of like the, the three 1999 office cubicle movies, like this and Fight Club and Office Space. I was going to suggest at some point we should do a triple feature. We should do those. Of, and Charlie said of, uh, that she'd be very down to, to join us for that. Fuck yes. I, I've um, never seen any of the other two. Either the other Fight two. Club. Fight Club I've not seen in gotta be like 12 years or so. I personally wonder if that holds up at all. Um, mm. Because the last time I really thought about it, it came It'd across as incredibly fascist. Um, but I'm trying to figure out, is that like satire fascism is it really siding with fascism is it making a mockery of these these angry men with nowhere to put their rage um and then office space is just a red stapler Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i only know the meme of the the, yeah that'd be great if you could uh oh my god oh oh well we're gonna talk about 1999 i think at some point anyway but uh sure. i have the I box mean, office for that year pulled up where i'm from and it is <laughs> it's a fascinating array of movies i'll say that the much. line the line you believe it's the year 1999 is such a funny <sighs> line now like i wish <laughs> um also i something i noticed on this rewatch is sure when the delivery person uh at it comes to neo's cube and uh says Thomas Anderson, there's this very noticeably resigned uh, 
line read for Neo on just like, yeah, that's me. Like, oh, yeah, like he does not truly, he doesn't feel like that's him. Like, that's not really him. Yeah, like that's he's like, yeah, I, that's, man. that's my government name. Yeah, like, you know, like, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, so then we get no, a I get very that. exciting sequence where Neo opens Ooh. the what is it like oh, boy. The Nokia phone? <laughs> it's 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 not even a Nokia. I think they specially made this particular phone for this movie because yes, we're going to talk about right. we're going to talk about the Nokia phone in the next episode on Reloaded because I have been watching those things on eBay for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he rips open a FedEx package, outslides a cell phone. It immediately starts ringing. It is, oh, no, it is a Nokia. My apologies. Um, but it is not one, I believe, that was made commercially available. And it, like, has a spring-loaded mouthpiece. Bad. It's got a spring-loaded mouthpiece that just pops open. It's the it's coolest so thing. It's <laughs> so awesome. He answers it, and who's on the other line? It's Morpheus. It's Morpheus. That's exciting. And he's like playing the Sims with Neo, essentially, where it's like he can see what <laughs> Neo is doing and tells him the exact time to to dart in and out of the cubes because uh, oh the agents God. are here and they're looking for him. Do you think he's got like a top down view, like a bird's eye view of uh, Neo, like he's playing Neo's life like a, a, a Legend of Zelda? I mean, that would be incredible. I know, <laughs> I know that the real answer would be that he's just watching the code, like they all do. Um, because they can't visually see the matrix, they can only see it through right. code. But right, no, but I, 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 I understand. I what want you're to saying. believe that they somehow rigged up a system for Morpheus to watch this like a video game. Just like... okay. So now I have a pitch for you, real fast. So yeah. the matrix, as we know, is is uh, is because of all these freedom fighters and uh, the the people on the side of the humans, essentially the ones that are not plugged in. They're all pretty much hacker nerds, right? So you'd think that all of these hacker nerds would have had some familiarity maybe with video games at some point. So do you think they have like a drop down menu of default views they can cycle through as they're watching people in the Matrix? Like, here's the floor plan. Here's third person. Um. (laughs) Yeah, except they're except, of course, they're. um... Their game culture awareness would end in at 1999 once everything started going to shit for humanity. So right, that's why I mean specifically like a Legend of Zelda, as as, like as um, a link to the past, the Game yeah. Boy game. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, no, it would be great for Goldeneye because isn't Goldeneye about a lot of stealth and and you gotta kind of sneak around people. I'm gonna be completely real. I didn't own a Nintendo 64, so I never played Goldeneye properly i only got my ass beaten multiplayer on a regular basis uh, i see all my friends had n64s and they were much better at it than i was so well, i spent most of, of my time in video games getting murdered brutally well, speaking um, of getting brutally murdered uh morpheus tasks neo with uh climbing out <laughs> onto the scaffolding outside of the, the office building um and we get this very vertigo inducing shot of uh of neo oh dropping, god um, um, i think i it's I think I told you, I got a little too high on a recent rewatch, and uh, I was curious, hey, is this going to trigger my vertigo? It triggered my vertigo, so, uh-oh, and that shot of the in phone line, again with the In line with the, the hero's journey, as we as we sort of alluded to earlier, um, this would be the, the initial refusal of the call to adventure. I mean, it's literally yep. a call to adventure yep. uh, on a phone. Literally. And Neo, uh, Neo says, like, 
I'm just I'm an innocent guy. I didn't do anything. I don't deserve this. And he he just walks back in and turns himself in essentially to the to the agents. There is a great shot of him being like handcuffed and put into a, a, a cop car by the agents in the rear view mirror of Trinity's motorcycle. Yes. Um, love that because there's that brief shot where Trinity sees Smith look over at her and mm-hmm. it is heart stopping. Ah, mm-hmm. love it. And then we see the um, a shot that gets uh, reused uh, in future movies, I suppose, of, of the zoom out on like the security cameras, right? Of, yes. You know, in the interrogation A bunch room. of CRT monitors and we yeah. zoom in on the one and it's Neo in a... Uh, an interrogation room. Is it all the same image or is it all different images? It's, and we just it's all the same image. Image. I'm looking at it now. Um, it's fairly brief. You see about nine or 12. And then can TVs. it be assumed that maybe this is, uh, I mean, I don't know if they were thinking this when they, when they wrote the first film, but maybe we can assume that it's uh, from the POV of a character that we'll meet later. I like to think it's from the, uh, the POV of our good friend, Larry. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Will Ferrell's Larry. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Ergo, yes, they planned this off. (laughs) I'm just going to have to isolate whole that entire like absolutely uh, a 10 minute clip and just use that as sound drops because holy so uh, concordantly, uh, Agent Smith walks in and uh, (laughs) and kind of grills Neo about. And again, we had another. This is maybe my favorite, uh, very trans line slash moment in the film of just sure. Seems you've been living two lives. One of them is mm. Thomas A. Anderson, respectable software programmer, and the other is a hacker named Neo. One of these lives has a future, and one of them does not. Plain and simple. You're, yeah, you're logging into chat rooms and pretending to be a girl, Mr. Girl. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Something I definitely didn't uh, not do in the late mm-hmm. 80s. Uh, late and, 80s. And, uh, of course... Early, late 90s. The start of Agent Smith constantly deadnaming Neo in with a name that is Anderson, Andrew, Andro, meaning man, and then Mister being man, and then Son being man. He's just calling him man, man, man. You pointed that out to me, and I can't believe I missed that. Mm. It's just, that's goddamn unfucking real and it's all being delivered by hugo weaving wearing these freaky little frameless rectangular sunglasses and an earpiece that runs into his collar i want to cosplay smith so bad but those glasses are so specific i I will have to find them like okay look at okay i'm gonna take a look at my my clock let's give ourselves like about two minutes to gush about agent smith Okay. Is that safe? All right. Okay. Okay. What do you love about Smith best? Do you have a favorite um, Smith line, actually? In this first film, um, probably later when he's interrogating Morpheus, his whole speech of just, I hate this oh. place. <laughs> it's the smell. Oh, God. It's fucking Our perfect. Disease. Yeah. I really like um, wine delivery. It's just I really oh it's what he's an uh I believe he's an Australian actor. He is an Australian actor. actor. Yeah, yeah. and he's doing in they filmed in Australia. Yeah, and he's doing the greatest, worst American accent of all time. His diction. The accent is great. It's more just 
it's, it's amazing but he his diction is too perfect for an american i don't think i've met an american that speaks like this well it's perfect i mean he sounds mechanical he sounds like a machine's idea <sighs> of like a ben stein stuffy government type you know god you're not wrong shit ah god i love agent smith so much he's so angry all the time yeah uh yeah. Um, and you help your landlady carry out your garbage. Yeah. Quick shout out. Poor Neo's passport expires on September 11th. Uh oh. What? Um, yeah. 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 You can look this up oh. online. Um, it's like, uh oh. Oh no. Well, I mean, I don't think the they... good news. The good news is that in the world of the Matrix, there probably was no 9/11. The bad news is that every building in the world also got 9/11 in the Matrix. <laughs> well, you know what? Speaking of, I noticed this on my rewatch. A little later, when they're um, when when Morpheus is explaining the plot to Neo, you see a shot of New York City, and the towers are still there. They're they're kind of fucked up, but they're still there. Yeah, well, the machines didn't remember exactly what they, what they looked Jesus like. <laughs> oh, you mean like in the in the present day? In, of in, the in in the present day shots of like them on the surface of the uh, the 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 actual oh. real world Earth. Yeah, the yeah. towers are still very much there. That's what I'm saying. Like there was no 9/11, but every other building also got completely fucked. So yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so uh, we yeah. get. Um, we had a fantastic line of uh, Neo just, you know, wants to get out of here, doesn't is not interested in cooperating with pigs, which good on you, and just says, how about I give you the finger and you give me my phone call? <laughs> like, oh, which is also God. interesting because who is he going to call? Because he doesn't really Ghost have any Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yes, of course. But he, it, as far as we know, he doesn't really have like friends or necessarily like connections that he knows personally. Yeah, we get no th th that little bit in his apartment is the only insight we get into the life of Thomas Anderson. Really, right. we don't. Does he have friends? Will anybody miss him when he's gone? Yeah, um, or maybe he was just going to use that moment to try to escape or something, or or maybe possibly. I don't know. Does he? could he somehow did he know morpheus's number <laughs> morpheus you gotta get me out of here no, i i i will say as he's flipping off agent smith um smith just goes while looking deadpan at the finger he just goes <laughs> hmm yeah yeah he just stares Very at quietly the like hmm. oh, God. yeah well that won't do at all and then he decides to take neo's mouth away the freakiest fucking thing ever. It's Holy so shit. well done. It's so well done. <clears throat> I love it. Unable to speak. Um, just fucking and his mouth molds shut like Play-Doh, which is and done it's our via... first inkling. I think that's the first inkling, right? That the agents are, are have some kind of powers that we don't. Well, we saw the one agent do the same jump Trinity does in that opening fight sequence. So True. we know something's up, but we certainly don't know to it's the, the extent. first thing beyond like acrobatics. It's the first like reality warp. That definitely the first reality warp. Yeah, the and way of his course, mouth yeah, just the yeah. thing that disturbs me. Even the the mouth thing does not disturb me. The robot shrimp going into the belly button <laughs> ah, freaks me out. Right. So like 
He fucking his mouth goes away, and Smith pulls out of like a uh, a cigarette case this like little wiry doodad thing that a robot develops. Crawdad. Yeah, like it, that's a great way to say it, robot crawdad. I hate that. Um, <laughs> crawbot. <laughs> And then it develops like mucus membrane around it and turns into a freaky goddamn little shrimp monster that just yeah. crawls into his belly button. It's the weirdest. Ah! Yep. Don't like it at all. Not at, all. Like it at all. Not at all. But um, yeah. And then actually, how does he get from there to... Uh... It, it just cuts. It's played like it was all a dream. He just wakes up in bed. He's clutching his belly button. He gropes at his mouth. It's yeah. raining outside. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck's going on. And then the phone rings. Mm-hmm. And who's on the phone? It's Morpheus. Again. <coughs> and now he knows where Tenacious. to go. And he gets into He's the... Gotta I, go. love, I love movie rain because it's so excessive. Like, there's just so much rain in movies. Oh, God. I really think they're leaning into the rain. Well, I mean, this movie is also extremely cyberpunk, which, like, begs the use of rain, really. I don't know if you've ever seen Blade Runner. Yeah, that's Um, true. Yeah. But uh, especially with the theme of dress. Well, that's not cyberpunk, but it's still badass. Yeah. You know what? You're right. This movie could use a T-Rex. Why are we talking about this movie? Zero stars. <laughs> Zero stars. No T-Rex. Zero stars. It's Keanu but also, Reeves. Not by, a the same, by the same by the same coin though. Jurassic Park has no Agent Smith. Zero out of ten. <sighs> You're right. You're right. I'll tell you what it does have. Laura Dern. Anyway, so True. Neo gets in a car. Meeting, uh, Neo is standing underneath a bridge to meet a car filled with people that he met on the internet. The worst advice. What a mood. What a mood. The what worst mood. advice you could get from somebody in 1999. Hi, yeah. I know you from the internet. It's early in We're the morning. We're your friends from online. Yeah. Take these drugs. Uh. <laughs> Here's a gun. <laughs> yeah. Because doesn't Switch we're... like immediately point a gun at, at him? Yes, Switch immediately pulls a gun on him, calls him I love top. Switch. God, Switch kind of fucking rules. Switch um, who was originally intended to appear uh, as one, as like, I forget if it was like a man in the Matrix and a woman in the real world or the other way I around. I believe, but... and again, we can read probably a little bit more into the Wachowskis on this. I believe it was a male in the real world and a female in the Matrix. But the studio decided that that would be too confusing to audiences. But um, like, yeah. it's still like when I the friend I was watching this with when I explained that uh, she was like, "Oh, I thought I thought that is how it is in the movie," because <laughs> they still very <laughs> much like code switch differently in like there's like I think switch wears something resembling a binder um, in in some shots. Yeah. And I want to say they, because I have no idea what Switch's pronouns are. Exactly, think of it. exactly. Yeah, but um, no, it, it also helps that there's no access to, like, hair care products or or uh, yeah. um, or yeah. anything like that in well, the real as, as world. Far, I mean, I don't know. Some of them are looking pretty uh, quaffed in the, in, the, in the real world. But, uh, <laughs> but um, Switch is also, I think, the only one who wears white, primarily. With the bleach hair, too. It's a good yeah. look. 
It's it a is good a look great, on Switch. It's a fantastic look. And is um who else is in that car? It's Switch and uh, Apoc. Apoc, who, who gets little to no thought, characterization. I always thought their name was Apoc, like E P O C H, like in a span of time. But it's oh, Apoc, like, A-P-O-C, like Apocalypse. Yeah. Huh. Which I guess is technically more badass of an online. Like, I just love that in this movie, all the heroes' names are like your your runescape name right like just xx underscore <laughs> demon slayer 45 xx like underscore it's oh, so God. speaking of which all of these characters must have jumped on their usernames very early to get something as choice as neo or yeah yeah yeah. yeah i want yeah. to meet a hero who's just like yeah sorry my name is uh my name is asian blaster uh underscore yeah. underscore 99 like yeah 420 blaze it yeah winky face all right for um, all the you know you can just call me that for short but it, it was taken when i when yeah. i logged in for the first time. uh <laughs> but they pull out what looks to be like almost like a, a piece of equipment from the ghostbusters it's like if the ghostbusters designed a vacuum cleaner and they slap it on neo's belly button yeah, and they siphon out the fucky the the fucky shrimp thing. Yeah, God, I hate the shrimp. And thing. He says, "Jesus Christ, that thing was real." Yes and no, Neo. Yes and no. Well, it's real in the sense that it happened to you, but it's not in the sense that nothing here is. Um, yeah, except us. But Re- real enough for government work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh god. And then we pull we pull up to the rainiest building in the universe. Yes. Then we go into the tallest the highest room of the tallest floor <laughs> and Morpheus is staring badassly out the window and then turns around and God with times, the thunder and lightning. God yeah, he times his line perfectly with the thunder and lightning intentional. Like I think you can tell just by the grin he makes that he planned that. Oh, he, he planned that out perfectly. He is he 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 is a bitch that lives for the drama. What um, I mean, his outfit alone. Can we just agree right now that like Lawrence Fishburne as Morpheus is the coolest person ever to exist? Quite possibly. I'm I'm pretty sure there's a solid argument for that. He's just but like he's so cool, cool, but he's also such a dork. But I think that makes him cooler. The the dorkiness I feel like gets he gets to it later certainly um, yes yeah yeah uh, and then but in, in this scene he's pure pure cool it's um. just the coolest fucking thing you've ever seen and then he gives the coolest fucking speech in the world about the splinter Neo. in your mind yep oh god what well, you know you can't explain but you know that something's off about the world you know. God. We we could we should do an entire episode on just this sequence, quite honestly, because yeah, there's so much to fucking unpack from like a trans uh, perspective. Yeah, I mean, and, and of course, particular. The, the key point of the scene is that uh, Morpheus, of course, presents Neo with two pills: one red and one blue. The blue mm. pill will uh, simply wake him up in his bed, like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, the red pill, on the other hand, will show him how deep the rabbit hole goes. He's making various right. allusions to, uh, of course, the white rabbit, and now he says, I suppose you're feeling a bit like Alice, tumbling down the rabbit hole. Um, 
And fun fact about that red pill, uh, Premarin was the commonly prescribed uh, HRT pill for trans women at this time. And uh, it's <laughs> red. It's a red pill. That's exciting, which is even, it, it's ironic now that uh, estradiol is a blue pill. Yeah, it's like a bluish green, yeah. Mildly frustrating, but there it is, I guess. Yeah. Um, and nobody ever did anything nefarious with that information and iconography ever again. And there was no need to make an entire podcast about reclaiming said iconography. <laughs> hey, um, that's the title of the show. I should do a shot. Um, hey, take a pill. <laughs> yeah, so he takes... Uh, uh, no, he, he that's takes... a sublingual. That's going to make me speaking even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take po- don't podcast while taking your sublingual HRT. Girls. Yeah, don't podcast in HRT, kids. But also do what Neo does and take your pills with water, girlies. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that they show that. I'm glad that it's not just because I think there's a there's a really funny robot chicken sketch of of uh, Neo taking the pill and it's it's a massive pill and he's just he's just having a really right. hard time. He's like, I'm sorry, I have a really hard time taking pills. Do you have like a chewable like tablet and he, then he like chokes on it. And dies. God, it's like a chewable Flintstones vitamin. Yeah, do you have a gummy blue uh, red pill? Yeah, you, um, you take the Barney, you wake up. Yeah. Uh, you t- you, you take, take the, the Fred. You take the Wilma, and I show you how deep, <laughs> and I show you how yabba dabba deep this bedrock. <laughs> oh motherfucker! Uh, oh, yeah. I hate that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I owe you like a dinner for that joke. Thank shit, you. that's amazing. Oh, there's also Holy a great, shit. um, I think it's a UCB thing. Uh, the Characters Welcome YouTube channel has a great sure. skit, uh, which we can link below called like Morpheus Forgot the Pills. And it's just Morpheus kind of like, <laughs> if you drink the skim milk, you'll wake up in your bed. But if you drink the 2% milk. He's just having to do like space work with things on hand. That's yeah, fucking incredible. Ah, yeah. oh, goddamn. But so, uh, but uh, to yeah, cut then, to the chase, the dial-up noises I love when when he's like glitching out of this reality and and then going down the rabbit hole and, and glitching through the mirror. That's such a cool. The the mirror warping is such a simple effect to pull off in CGI at this point, because that was like the first major CGI to be done at this level. Um, <coughs> pardon me. I want to say in like 1992 for Terminator 2 Judgment that's Day. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Right. So it's a fairly simplistic trick to pull off with just the mirror, but then it comes off in goo on his fingers and is just spreading up his any, whole body. Any aging that it has nowadays still works because it's all in this manufactured reality anyway. Right. It's supposed to be artificial yeah. regardless. Yeah. Um, and it crawls up his neck and then it goes down his throat and his oh, scream turns into the modem poor, poor noises. Neo, everything's going into his orifices today. Oh, like his God. belly button, his mouth. Well, now we're we're getting into the one shot that confused me the most when I saw this movie for the quote unquote okay. first time, seeing these sequences like out of context and out of order. Because mm-hmm. we would, in order to get to the next scene, you would have to hit the next button. So you would see this three second POV shot of 
Neo's naked torso suspended in a <laughs> vat of goo, surrounded by cables attached directly to his body. In order with to get like to the a next vague... action sequence, yeah, yeah, with, with like this baby man. Well, I didn't even get to the gooey baby man. I just saw the POV weird gross shot. And I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. this? And then it gets even weirder because it pulls up to him clawing his way out of like this gooey sack filled with cables. And he's got feeding tubes and he's the shot the that most, he has to like, pull the fading tube out. Maybe with Animatrix uh, as an exception, I feel like this is the most horror that the Matrix gets. Oh, yeah, this this leans into the horror. Just the design, the, looking at the all of the stacks of human pods and realizing that, like, all that everything has just been this his whole life. Yeah, like, yeah, and and then of course these all of these thousands of humans are in these pods, like next to him and around him and below him and above him. Um, the the, the biomechanical design of this the robot world that we're in now. I know it leans a bit more towards like insectoid, especially with like the robots themselves, but mm -hmm. it's extremely HR Geiger or HR Geiger. I forget exactly how you pronounce it, but the guy who designed the uh, Xenomorph aliens in oh, yeah, Alien. Yeah, yeah. Um, but instead of dicks and vaginas, it's insects. And thank God it's insects uh, and not dicks and vaginas. Because I don't think I could have taken another goddamn phallic monster. Uh, uh, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, don't take that one out of context, kids. <laughs> but what if I took, like, a, a penis and made it black and then it beat you over in the head with lasers? Give it teeth. Um, yeah. Oh, God. And what if what if it had more teeth inside of those teeth? So the, yeah. ah, the worst. Um, but yeah, uh, anyway, but Neo's... My school. <laughs> Neo is fully un, uh, uh, detached. All of the uh, plugs pop off him, and he gets flushed. Yeah, I really want there to just be a, a comical, like, cartoon flush sound effect at that Look, scene. we know the Wachowskis have a sense of humor about these things. In the Burly Brawl, you hear, like, the fucking bowling, bowling pins pin getting sound, knocked over. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Oh, but not before, um, not before the one of the, the robots controlling this whole thing catches him awake and tries to, like, strangle him back into position. Well, yeah, it, it like, removes the plug from the back of his neck, which is just... You see the length of the spike that was poking into his head. Jesus. But does the, um, Okay, it, wait. Then I I think this part always confused me. Is that big sure. robot that crawls up a friend or a foe? Is it like is it so, programmed by the heroes or is it What uh, what I have understood because we know that the robot that fulfills this function in Resurrections is a heroic uh, yeah, but that's we know there's kind of a whole new world order in that, right? In that, but movie. in this movie specifically, if I'm remembering my lore correctly, because again, this is decades of me just reading horse shit online. If I'm remembering correctly, there's the nothing effect, else online to read, right? The effect of the red pill is one that it disrupts your, uh, as Morpheus says, input output carrier signal, um, and. From what I understand, that basically means that you register as dead and disconnected from the Matrix. So this mm. is essentially like a maintenance robot coming over Not and discarding. unplugging the garbage 
and then they flush the garbage so that then they can liquefy the dead to feed right exactly to the to the living oh, okay that makes sense and also that also explains why the matrix does not detect them when they plug back in because they exactly yeah. yeah so uh well at that point also they're on like a different network on a different carrier, server yeah but yeah different server um fucking incredible um and then neo is picked up in a claw machine game yeah uh, <laughs> you get that great shot of him leaning over of a uh, morpheus leaning over welcome to the real world and then you get all these disturbing shots that i don't like to watch uh, i really don't like neo pulling that apparatus out of his wrist oh really like god i mean i will say that's convenient from like a perspective of like getting blood work done and everything yeah but it still um, looks like it hurts it definitely hurts the design of this movie again it's just sublime um and then the, another absolutely raw line of why do my eyes hurt you've never used them before oh and then we get the sequence Morpheus explains it all. Morpheus explains. You heard a Calissera explain Ah, shit. It all. Yeah, I'll try and remember to drop that in as a sound clip. <laughs> Son yeah. of a bitch. Um, uh, Morpheus explains that Neo believed that the year was 1999. It's actually closer to 2199. It's the far, far future. Uh, next Sunday, AD. And <laughs> um, then that 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 mankind waged war on AI, or rather AI waged war on mankind, or oh, whoever started it. But uh, mankind blotted out the sky to try to depower the the solar powered robots. They needed another form of power. Then they realized, hey, you know what generates its own electricity? The human brain. And so they hooked all humans up into this artificial reality called the Matrix, so that they could harness their brain activity. And turn a human being into this. And he holds up, <laughs> holding he holds up, up a Duracell copper top a, battery. A Duracell with the the logo covered, and it's such a fucking good image. Like that's what I'm talking about with when they're in the construct. Mm-hmm. It's communicating dense dense information in such a snappy visual way that you get it and then you understand what you're up against yeah so you're you're bouncing back and forth constantly between these like horrifying shots of like the machines harvesting human baby pods essentially oh god to 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 destroy buildings and then it cuts back into like neo and morpheus in a white room looking at a 1950s tv yep um residual self-image uh you get so much techno babble in this now i'm gonna say this right now i took a class in college in like 2004 called science fiction literature of the 21st century of the 20th century whatever the class was fucking called been 20 years don't know what to tell you um but he would show us clips of movies that he would explain is science fiction and he showed us like the opening 20 minutes of the matrix that's not the science fiction that's just the weird, interesting, intriguing setup. Mm-hmm. This sequence right here where Morpheus is actually explaining everything is the science, is the fiction. science fiction. Yeah. This is this is the actual techno battle horse shit. Absolutely. That you need to it's know great. to understand the rest of the movie. 
Yeah, and then from here, it's just kind of several sequences of Morpheus teaching Neo things. Uh, I mean, introduce him to the rest of the crew of, of their ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, mm-hmm. uh, named after the, the biblical king. And one of many, many biblical and religious references in the series. Yeah, um, yeah. I think, I don't know, my favorite genuinely might be Mouse. Mouse is a fantastic... <laughs> Like little kind of little shit, I would say, of a character. Like he he is a horny little shit. Isn't he's a horny he? little yeah. shit. But he also like he genuinely makes some good points. He's like, how did the machines know what tasty wheat tasted like, and is that why everything <laughs> tastes like chicken? Like, could they not perfectly replicate chicken? Um, God Almighty, wouldn't that be jarring to 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 finally get out into the real world and like not have yeah. to relearn what everything tastes like yeah exactly that would suck god damn it's like well i mean i imagine people who like recovered from covid have to do the same thing if they yeah wow well, you're not wrong shit um <laughs> we live in a society then we, we oh, also Jesus. meet um tank and dozer who mm-hmm. are brothers right yes and they were born of flesh and blood they were not made by the machines they were Born in Zion, which is the human's capital city, uh, in the uh, the, in the last world. human city, last human city. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's their that's their stronghold, and I really like. Again, they have these really clever ways of expositing of just like, what is Zion? Well, when we win the war, Zion is where the party will be. Like that's you, a great way of describing it. You, you bounce from Morpheus explaining everything in like the most dramatic gravitas sort of way and then you get to tank who is much more down to earth much more yeah. like human really not like, only guy... not only have they were they not born in the matrix but they can't go into the matrix they don't have the plugins they don't have the ports in their head yeah they can't uh, but they of them. course are hackers so they so are they operate uh, in... they're the operators they operate they, they i handle fucking love that going in and out of the matrix and the constructs from the outside the uh, um, the designated uh, uh, guy in the chair, uh, the guy in the, oh god, poor guy in the chair, the uh, designated driver for the Matrix. Yeah, designated driver. Yeah, um, no ports for you. All right, you're driving tonight. Yeah, I love that the the concept of downloading new skills into your brain. So fucking cool. Of just like he learns all the martial arts. You can look up anything you need to know. You can just download it. Right in your brain. Like I also do love the contrast of these two sequences because again, you go from Morpheus explaining the most horrifying thing in the universe, and then Morpheus saying, I think you are our Messiah, the mm-hmm. one. No um, pressure. He explain- yeah, he explains to uh Neo that um when we were first freed, it was this guy, the one, that freed us. And yeah. when he died, he promised to return. And I believe you maybe are. A second coming, well, perhaps? Yeah. Or maybe a fifth or sixth coming, depending on who you are. Well, maybe. <laughs> we'll uh, get into that. But later. who's counting at this point? Um, but we bounce from, like, the horror and the, the, the suddenly messianic bent this took. And then... Just want to learn Kung tanked, Fu? Yeah, and then Tank teaches him how to fucking fight, and it kicks ass. <laughs> yeah, I love just the the training scene is great. Just stop trying to hit me and hit me is such a good line. Like, oh, God. And then, of course, it's the jump program um, where Neo fails to, to leap buildings in a single bound. Yeah, you see, you see Neo in the fight sequence start to accept what's going on, and he starts being able to bend reality 
but clearly not enough. And it's such a cool concept too of like it, it ties it back to the whole roots of computers and, and techno punk and stuff of like mm-hmm. computers are built on rules, but rules can be bent and even broken. And that's hacking. Mm-hmm. You can hack anything. Like computers are math, but you can work around it. Right. So and cool. the whole idea is that you have to free your mind. You have to hack your own brain, essentially, yeah. to reprogram how you Unlearn think. what you've learned. Yeah. yeah. Reprogram how you think about reality. You. Yeah. Um, and then he says, free your mind. And then he jumps from one skyscraper to the other. We get the greatest ass. line in the film. I'm sure you've seen the gif of that shot of him saying free your mind. And then it cuts to a guy trying to jump off a shed and just slamming into the side of another shed. It's, it's kind of ruined that shot for me a little (laughs) bit because it's so fucking funny. But But we uh, we do get the greatest line in the whole franchise, which is, whoa. (laughs) What's Keanu Reeves? You gotta have a whoa. You gotta have a whoa. Um, you Um, yeah, and then... Um, There's literally a Keanu Reeves, whoa, they worked it into Toy Story 4, for God's yep, sakes. Yep, that they did. It's just... It's um, just... And then it's the, I think my favorite scene of these, like, training sequences is the, definitely mm-hmm. the, um, the one where they are in, like, the, the construct of the city, uh, and he's just kind of talking about, like, you know, we're trying to free all these people, but when they're plugged in... They're dependent on the system. They're going to defend the system. It's uh, I I call this the club, yeah. I call this the clubbed to death sequence because the song playing is called "Clubbed to Death," and Ah. it's yeah, it's Neo and Morpheus walking through an incredibly crowded, busy street of people going against them. Essentially, they're going upstream, suspiciously looking like repeated NPCs in a video game, almost as though they cast twins exclusively for the shooting. of. Boy, how did did they cast a shitload of twins for this scene? Yeah. It's also where we, we really get into the dirt of the truth about the agents, that they are sentient programs that can take over any brain in the matrix to, to be anywhere and be anyone. It's so fucking cleverly done, too, because it's like Neo is distracted by a woman in a red dress. Mm. And she and, is uh, distracting. She, she, I'll, I'll give her that. Yeah. Extremely Absolutely distracting. distracting. Um, but then when uh, uh, Morpheus says, look again, and he turns back. Um, and, and it's Agent the... Smith. And then I'm like, hubba hubba, even better. <laughs> Well, now I'm really distracted. Um, <laughs> side note, this is also a portion of the script um, that uh, Hugo Weaving felt necessary to draw big squiggly lines next to these lines that Morpheus has explaining the purpose of the agents. That makes sense. Uh, even, I mean, that makes he's sense. not technically in this scene, but it's, it's about... like, oh, this is a better understanding of my character. It also just um, the, the haunting line of just like, no one has ever gone up against an agent and lived. You see one of these guys, you run. Even more, and Morpheus believes in Neo to essentially be God, and is still telling him like, "You can't beat this guy." That's a hell yeah. of a thing to put on a kid, you know. That's yeah. rough. Um, and also, but, just uh, again, a hard, a fucking hard line of just, "You're saying I can dodge bullets? No, I'm saying when the time comes, you won't need to." Ah, God, perfect. Um, but uh, also importantly, they're establishing that the agents can basically possess any of these right, people exactly. that are still plugged in. Yeah. Uh, which is essentially the justification of being able to shoot people uh, with yeah, abandon. 
as, cops, uh, this is where we get that close-up of the cop saying like these people are our enemies it's, it's like I was literally just oh. looking at the screenshot. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. You see, Neo, some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. <laughs> In fact, most of those that work forces are the same. Yeah, that burn whoops. Crosses. In fact, all of those that work forces are the same <laughs> that burn crosses. Um, um, God then, damn, it's just fucking the, rules. Is then we get the squiddy, right? The squid attack. Uh, then we get the uh, info dump on the next threat. So now the we've sentinels. got the threat. We've got the threat established inside of the matrix, which is the agents. And now we have the threat of the real world, which and is essentially the essentially these are they're all constructs of the matrix to protect itself. Of the yes. machines that run the matrix need these safeguards to so mm-hmm. to keep everything in line. And yes, the one for the real world is the Sentinels, which are these robot squiddy guys. And they're described. I always laugh at this line because it says uh, a killing machine designed for one thing, search and destroy. I always say that's two things. That is that is two things. <laughs> that's two. That's fair. But I always I, and then I always think of a, a killing machine designed for one thing, killing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say it's a killing machine. that's true that's true i do love the design of the sentinels again very insectoid um just like a dozen or so tentacles these metal steel cables coming off their back again it's it's a sorry (laughs) oh no they they seem to swim through the air air, like you see the nebuchadnezzar and it's on like these big like electric uh pads that keep it hovering which is fascinating design which they have to turn off Right, but the Sentinels don't seem to to have any external means of locomotion. They're just swimming through the air. It's gorgeous. And again, notably, they they, they take great care to show that they have to turn off all their electronics before they release the EMP pulse. Yep. Another piece of uh, tech ephemera that they have to uh, 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 define for late 90s audiences. What's an EMP? Electromagnetic pulse. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a James Bond movie where, like, the newest tech on the block was GPS, and, like, the first five <laughs> minutes of that movie are them just global constantly saying, we've got, we've got you on our global positioning system, and, and oh every, it's, you know, it's a Bond movie, so everybody's saying it with pure diction, global of positioning course. system, fabulous, fabulous, um, but the Sentinels are that. terrifying, Yep, they're, they're so terrifying, and I hate them, and I love them. Uh, yep. With their many eyes, and it's a false they're alarm little... this time. But uh, mm-hmm. they only they they got out of there just in the nick of time. Side note: I do love that Morpheus puts on a little hat for this sequence. He just pulls on a beanie. <laughs> it's a sailor. It's hat. like it's yes. My uh, I he's I'm like aware spotting the white is... whale. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware that my dome is reflective. I better cover that up. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. That could give them away real easy. <sighs> Oh God! Go so after to, this, we talk with uh with Cipher a bit, right? Cipher, Joey, Joey Pants playing Cipher, who is such a scumbag already. Like he's because he's already talking about how he just ogles women in the Matrix, and then yep, it gives Neo a drink of just this rancid motor oil. Like, well, this 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 is the scene where we establish that you don't even like you can't decode the matrix really. So you're just yeah. looking at these screens of this digital rain falling. And code. also that you can't uh, can't unring a bell. You know, he's he's expressing yeah. regret over 
in being in this reality where he has to eat slop all the time, where everything's dark and cold and gray, and he doesn't seem to respect Morpheus very much. Um, he really doesn't. He seems to have buyer's remorse, really. Yeah, and who? He's and also got the evilest level, little goatee mustache yeah. combo I think I've ever seen. But on some level, who can who can blame him? Because they take great care to show how much this world sucks. They they really do. The the like liquor the scene, is disgusting. The scene where where Neo uh, pops, as Cipher puts it, and just is so mm. overwhelmed with all the information and the dystopia that he vomits like into the grate of the floor. Like Ugh, he's so brutal. visceral. Um, but then uh, Cipher says, uh, "Well, why then? Why hasn't he taken Neo to see the Oracle yet?" And then we finally do uh, meet the Oracle. Uh, well that's the next that's i believe the next sequence uh we first have the steak dinner is that oh yes yeah it cuts right from cypher being alone in the the hacking bay to the steak dinner he apparently plugs himself into the matrix yeah yeah he he apparently plugs himself into the matrix and then he has a lovely dinner with agent smith I want to um, say like when it like the check comes and Cipher just kind of pushes it toward Smith. <laughs> Smith pulls out his wallet begrudgingly. <laughs> I thought we'd go Dutch this time. Yeah. Um. Hey, I'm I'm the one giving you the information. Yeah. Essentially, they crack a deal <coughs> where Cipher is uh selling out Morpheus and selling out Zion and the humans. Um in return for uh getting plugged back into the matrix and uh yeah and and also the reveal that his name is mr reagan and he wants yeah, to be somebody important like an actor in the matrix yeah 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 my name reagan betrays a bunch of queer people huh yeah that it does that it does who led a big strike for the unions in the 60s and then who busted unions in the 80s hmm, mr reagan hmm mr. um reagan. That that's his Matrix given name is so yeah. so good. Uh, so again, but we, he, again, the Wachowskis got, don't know subtlety. He's they got know. that key line too: "Ignorance is bliss." Yeah, where he says, "Like I know it's all fake. That the Matrix is just telling my brain that this steak is juicy and delicious, but it is I a good looking steak." He doesn't care at this point, and I again, like I get it. Like they show they show what brought him to that point. I think they effectively mm-hmm. show us what could bring a person to do something like that. And, uh, he also notably, I think he, he says, I don't want to remember anything. So I think it sh- shows that he has yeah. some level of remorse, I think over what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to go through with it anyway, because in the next sequence, uh, well, first we get some fun talking about tasty wheat and chicken. Yeah. And 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 Mouse's masturbation habits. Um, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, yes. The the little fucker. Well, no, I hope he they wipe. He offers. He's. A, they call him a digital pimp because he offers him <laughs> a, a room alone with the woman in the red. God in heaven! I hope they sanitize those seats, those barber shop <laughs> seats that they set them up in the Matrix for. No, they don't. Um, ah, grody. Ugh, I hate that. Um. But the idea is that they're... No, 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 there's no good news. It's so fucking gross. Sometimes ignorance is bliss. I can't... Sometimes I'm... You know what? I'm good. So Um, we get... They all come back into the Matrix to take Neo to see the Oracle, and we get the fantastic hacker line of, we're in. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's true. Oh my god. That shot of like the camera circling the phone that's ringing and then yeah, they're yeah. just all there behind the phone standing like that's an Ann Leibowitz photo shoot by the way yes, it fucking yes. slaps um uh, so then they go to the uh the apartment building um Morpheus shows Neo the door and Neo is the one who has to walk through it in um and it's very convenient because he doesn't have to actually open it for himself yes He's uh, sat in a waiting room with a bunch of uh, child prodigies who I guess are all potentially the one, the savior. They're all practicing um, I, I don't think they're potentials as in potentially the one. I think they're potentials to unplug from the Matrix properly. Because there is a line earlier in the movie wow. about how they typically don't wake up uh, or unplug adult vines after they've hit a certain age. But clearly it's... then these... But clearly these... They know the kids and everyone in that room. They they clearly know that it's a matrix. They know that it's not real, right? I would hope so. By this point, I mean, because if you're bending time... a spoon with your mind, you're probably gonna realize that spoon ain't real. Yeah, yeah. You do get. I mean, in Reloaded, you get. Um, apparently, the Spoon Boy is out and about in Zion because he sends Neo a message of a spoon. So. Yeah, honestly, didn't in the realize, next... like, that child is so perfectly gender ambiguous, I feel. That, yeah, right? Weird ass, like, they would, like, accent that you would get from, like, an English kid trying to do an American accent or vice versa. <laughs> yeah. That is no spoon. Perfectly shaved head. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, ambiguous robes. Like, is the kid wearing a pillowcase? I it's can't It's almost tell. like the spoon bending thing it just reminds me of, like, imagine them just doing, like, the, the rubber pencil trick of just, like, look. You oh, my God. Then, like... uh, then we meet the Oracle, and surprise, God damn, she's, just a, she's just a little nice old lady. She's a little nice little She's a nice old lady in a, 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 a weird, like, 1970s decorated green and orange kitchen. kitchen yeah and then um, of course being, uh, being in the matrix um she she has neo accept cookies before continuing <laughs> god damn that's such a solid programmer joke and don't uh. worry about the vase he breaks the vase i'm sorry now for the real mind fuck would you have broken it yeah. if i hadn't said anything What's really going to bake your noodle later on? Let's bake your noodle. Yeah, yeah. What a great phrase. Um, and they, you know, uh, they talk about fate and destiny and stuff like that. And the ultimate question of is Neo the one? Mm -hmm. uh, the the Oracle says no. Yeah, she goes through like the whole dog and pony show of like inspecting his teeth and having him yeah. say ah, which Sticker. I think is so Sticker's freaking down his cute. Throat. Yeah, right. After chain smoking, by the way. Because the Oracle is, of course, a further reference to Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Chain-smoking green and orange caterpillar. Um, and their sign says, know thyself. Oh, God. I need that as a tattoo. That's, yeah, that's down the line. Sign. I mean, I think know thyself is like her version of live, laugh, love. <laughs> it's Latin. It means know thyself. Actually, it means live, laugh, love, but I'm too embarrassed to admit that. <laughs> Oh, that's good. And then we get another trans-ass line of the being the one is like being in love. 
You don't. No one can tell you you're in love. You just know it through and through. Balls to bones. God, I did. Balls make to sure bones. Another getting... great phrase. I did make sure when I was cutting together our intro for this series oh, yeah, to include yeah, the phrase that. "balls to bones." It's so fucking good. Um, and then, um, so Neo kind of Neo is also told that uh, at one point uh, he's going to have to make a decision between his own life or Morpheus's life. Yeah. At some point yeah. in the future, and Neo yeah. has, within the next ten Morpheus, minutes, <laughs> essentially, and Morpheus does not let Neo tell him this because you know what, what the oracle said is for you and for you alone mm-hmm. um because when earlier neo asks uh trinity what, what the oracle told her when she saw the oracle and she she can't say or she doesn't say rather uh i, I want to say she's about to say something and then she gets cut off by morpheus the ultimate cock block um this is the girl cock block yeah the girl cock block my apologies um <laughs> I mean, same, same diff, same diff. Some boys have cocks, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I just stopped this dead in its tracks. No, yeah, sorry. I spent today at the beach, and of course, a beach day for any trans girl is just like, all right, what, I, what am I doing about this situation? Balls today? to bones. <laughs> oh, God! That's what it fucking is, isn't it? I just bought my first one-piece bathing suit today. Say, there you go. Nice. Lasts for like 700 episodes. It's a really long anime. Uh, Oh, oh, Jesus. (laughs) We still got a lot of pod to get through here. Oh, God. We're only like halfway through the movie. Come on, let's (laughs) speed run the rest of the movie. It's mostly action from here on out. It is, it is. We can speed run this shit. Yeah, the sequence I like to call Goddamn You Cypher, which is the summary of Gravity Falls. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Mystery Shack Look Back, available now on the finest podcast. Goddamn You Cypher. And that's when Cypher pulls the rug out from under them and, uh, and well, I mean, even well, before the, that, um, they're, the they're betrayal. Invading... Yeah. Well, first the betrayal, they're, yeah, in, they're back in the hotel thing and everybody like dies in sequence. Uh, um, no, but even before the... that, they're, they're, they're making their way through. And then Neo sees the glitch in the matrix, which is oh, a the cat. The cat. and then they realize that the, the agents or the matrix rather has changed something to prevent their escape, which means that they know they're there. And then mm-hmm. they realize they have no way out and they have to get out through the wall of the bathroom. So they're all climbing down very precariously as the cops are outside. And then Cypher just happens to sneeze on some dust mm-hmm. and alerts them to their presence behind the wall, leading to Morpheus getting captured. Um, In so they, one of the coolest ways possible, because he does burst out from the wall. Yeah, he does. Like the Kool-Aid which is... man. Kick. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Ooh, um, I really want more Lawrence Fishburne do the Kool-Aid man. God, I mean he he approaches Kool-Aid man status in the John Wick movies because <laughs> he's playing a as um a, essentially a hobo king, but he's like up his operatic game and he's just wearing right. filthy rags. It rules. Um, um so then we get yeah, they rush back to the telephone to try to get themselves all out of the Matrix, only to realize uh, that Cypher has beaten them out of the Matrix because he picks up instead of Tank. He has blasted mm-hmm. Tank and Dozer with this 
blaster gun thing. I don't I don't really know what it's supposed <coughs> to be. The gun has a name. I honestly forget. I'm the sure name, it does. I'm sure it does. Um, it's basically it throws uh, a streak of plasma lightning, not unlike yeah, a Ghostbusters proton pack, plasma cannon, which yeah. kicks ass. Um, uh, and he just goes on this whole monologue as he's one by one unplugging uh, all the bodies from the Matrix, killing them because. Mm-hmm. Like, as we established earlier in the training montage, you die in the Matrix, you die for real, um, mm-hmm. because your mind makes it real. God and damn. if you're severed from the Matrix without a clean way out, uh, you, you're dead. God. Um, so who goes first? I believe it's Apoc goes Apoc, first. Apoc goes first, and then he says, uh, if you have anything you want to say to Switch, I would say it now. And then we get, not like this. Not like this. Not like this. One of my favorite memes so online. How do you nod? Not like this. Not, not like, this. like this. Not like this. <laughs> hey, I can't really. Stupid... Hey, can you teach me? Can you teach me how to tie my shoes? Not like this. <laughs> not like this. Uh, um, terrible, terrible, terrible. Yeah, and then he goes on this whole rant about like, so if it's really fate and destiny that this guy is the one that he's going to save us, then shouldn't something stop me from unplugging him and killing him right now? What's going to stop me? Nothing. There's nothing that can stop me. And then, of course, uh, Tank, right, gets up and, yes. and still alive and kills Cypher with the plasma gun. Which is funny because going back to the, the bake your noodle thing, mm-hmm. if Cypher had not gone on that tangent about fate, he could have just killed Neo. Yeah, he would have had time. So it's like, it, it leaves it open of like, was it really, you know, destiny or or, or what, you know? Oh, God. But then they, they get out, and uh, the crew is thinned down um, significantly. Yep. Um, Morpheus is captured. Get, uh, so. Morpheus is captured. He's being interrogated by the agents. They're going um, to uh, try to get him to give up the location of Zion so they can destroy the humans uh, once and for all. And Neo won't let uh, that happen. He will not let that happen because he's a good boy. Um, and also because even, he believes Trinity in says, something. Like, Trinity's like, now that Morpheus is gone, I am in command and I'm telling you, you're not doing this. Like, Morpheus would not want us all to 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 sacrifice ourselves, right? Like, is that is that what she says? Something like that? Oh, I believe so. Hang on, I'm skipping she's around. She's resistant to the idea of going back into the Matrix to rescue Morpheus, right? I believe so. Uh, yeah, I'm skipping around throughout the movie. My apologies. You'd think I'd have this better memorized seeing it so many goddamn times. <laughs> um, Uh, yeah, that's right. Neo tells her, okay, no, you're wrong. I'm not the one. The Oracle told me so. And N- Trinity says, no, you have to be. Um, because she won't say because why. Because she cannot explain why. It's, oh, God. The acting in this scene is so beautiful. She's got those big, beautiful eyes. And he's got those big, sad eyes. Ah, heartbreaking. Aww. Um. So Neo starts doing it anyway, and then Trinity asserts her authority as the ranking officer on the ship, and she's going to be coming along, too. And Neo goes, yes, mommy. (laughs) 
it does take on that bit of a dynamic here. Um, and we cut from them hacking and hacking and hacking uh, to... They're going to need guns. Lots of guns. Lots of guns. They're going to stack up on their arsenal. But yeah, uh, well, we also sniff. get two... We also get like three separate monologues from Agent Smith during this because it, well, it's the first time we get to see Smith as Smith and not as one of the agents because he notably right. unplugs his earpiece. He disconnects himself from the rest of his guys. Well, so during during the third one monologue, one. yeah, yeah. Um, he explains in the first leg of this monologue that um, the first Matrix was essentially a heaven and people wouldn't accept it because it was too perfect. It was too perfect. So they did redesigned the Matrix to look more like our world. Then we made the second one, which was sort of a haunted house vibe. But we don't yeah, have to talk yeah. about that one yet. Yeah. And the third Matrix was Six Flags. Um, and then the second monologue is essentially calling uh, humans cancer, and we are the cure. And then the third monologue the is, do you want to know what I hate about this place? Ah. Yeah, ah. It's, it's Smith leveling with Morpheus. Right. I'm just saying, That's when like, he takes I, off the earpiece. Yeah, he takes like, off I the glasses. I want to level with you. I hate this place. And it's a humanizing moment for Smith, really, even though he's it's obviously It's so not fucking human. good. You really start to see the, the cool, calm, collected facade really snap. And that's why he is particularly determined to do this, because if they can win, then he won't need to stay in the Matrix. Yeah. The only reason he's there is to beat these freedom fighters oh, and he God. wants out ah oh, i love smith so much such an angry so little good. fucker uh and then we of course get so excited for the smith episode yeah so um and then we cut to from smith being crazy to the fight sequence of the movie oh yeah just just killing all of these cops these real people plugged into the matrix all die yeah yeah and it's 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 this is the sequence that like made people like sit up and like pay attention to the matrix when people like it's it they mock it even in re uh resurrection reclamations that's our show resurrections god damn this naming convention that we have bought into um but uh it's like what do you think of when you think of the matrix guns lots of guns bullet time Whoa, the the yeah. lobby shootout sequence um the fact and also i mean i think it's the thing that made people so nervous about the matrix in the post columbine uh well world. yeah there was there was what a 20 day window between this movie being released and the the columbine shooting happening yeah um and of course everybody likes to blame the matrix and violence in video games or movies or whatever when the sad reality is that these idiots had that planned for months before the matrix yeah. came out the the the, yeah. the trench coat crossover thing is just sad coincidence unfortunately yeah. you'll um, also notice that neo never carries a gun for the rest of the series after this he doesn't so. need to as we find out yeah exactly so yeah um, they were able to infiltrate you know because smith took the earpiece off smith was not alerted to the fact that there are infiltrators in the building and everything mm -hmm. kind of goes to shit from there with the elevator sequence, I love so much. It's all so well choreographed and so not worth describing in audio form. Just watch the movie. Um, yeah, seriously. We could describe the lobby shootout sequence in The Matrix, but we're going to just say, it's the lobby shootout sequence in The Matrix. You probably ditto, know ditto, what it fucking looks um, like by this point. Ditto with the helicopter scene and the, the bullet time rooftop scene. I mean, they're all... 
we can certainly get into describing and nerding out over those sequences when like when we talk about like our commentaries or talking yeah, about the, the special effects and yeah. shit like that because yeah. but essentially they it's, they they're they so frustratingly Morpheus, much to get know, into about these movies long action sequence short, yeah they, they rescue, rescue morpheus, morpheus it kicks ass they got activate the sprinklers in the room to create this really cool uh, water <laughs> the shot kind of, of the agents standing underneath the sprinklers suddenly going off Just always going you know perfect always perfect and then um let's see morpheus and trinity and neo all mm-hmm. run under to a subway station right that's where the yep. phone is to abandoned subway station with a payphone uh sure why not <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Hey, it's the late 90s. We can put payphones wherever. Uh, Morpheus gets out first. Um, It's the first time we see actually somebody escaping from the Matrix from this point of view, which I love the effect of Morpheus like ghosting. Like, give me up. It's such a cool effect. And then Um, Trinity escapes. um, And Neo just just barely. Because a nearby, nearby guy just hanging out. In the subway station. An unhoused person, yep. Taken over by an agent, by Smith, actually. Um, and uh, stops Neo before he can leave. And they have the uh, greatest the... scene in the movie. Oh, God. Culminating in the greatest scene in the movie, which is, <laughs> goodbye, Mr. Anderson. My name is Neo. <laughs> Shiny, using all the skills that he learned from Morpheus. Yep, so good. yep. So he good. kills then, Agent Smith with a train. It rules. Yeah. Then he uh, he makes his way to the location of another phone. Um, but in the real world, there's a ticking clock because the Sentinels are attacking. And they can't. Yes. So they need to unplug Neo. They can't unplug Neo before he's out or he'll die. But they right. need to unplug him before they unleash the EMP or he'll die. Right. Uh-oh. Um, so he's got to get out of there. But then he's cornered by the agents. So what is he going to do? Die. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he just gets... There's a thrilling fight sequence, which I adore, which, again, we a chase sequence, sorry, which we can get into later. Um, But yeah, Neo fucking dies. Smith shoots him like seven or eight times in the chest. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Trinity finally confesses the reason that... How she knew that he was the one, which is that the Oracle told her that she would fall in love with the one and that she's in love with Neo. And we have this beautiful reverse uh, Sleeping Beauty moment where she kisses him and he is revived. Yeah. Not he only wakes revived, up into he the is, kiss. he is the one. He he uses his the one powers. He's, he stands back up. Uh, um, the agents all shoot at him a whole bunch. He stops those bullets. He just goes, no. <laughs> He holds up his hand and they all fall to the ground. He, oh, he can God, dodge bullets, rules. but now he doesn't need to. It's so fucking good. Oh, God, I love it. The effect of the bullets stopping in midair. Um, uh, and, and then that final little punch out with Smith. Where yeah, he's he literally blocking inside him. Yeah, he's blocking Smith's attacks literally single-handedly. Yep, like, with yep. a hand behind his back. He kicks so the good. shit out of Smith, and then he jumps That's into Smith. the power Smith. of love, baby! I yeah! love that it's love that does it. It's so good. The power of love explodes cops. 
That's the important thing that we need to take away from this. That's the takeaway of the Matrix. (laughs) That's the real lesson. And then Hugo Weaving's face blows up and zooms into the camera. (laughs) That shot of his face just exploding. It's just so he gets out just sublime. in time, just in time for them to blast away the uh, the EMP. The Sentinel. Yeah. Yep. And it's great. And Neo and Trinity make out a little bit more. It's and pretty, then it's we're Smith wrap up from there because then it's just the ending sequence, right? The it's literally monologue. just that phone call, uh, uh, yeah. a, a call back to the beginning of the movie where it says call trans. Uh, uh, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. uh, it comes up carrier anomaly and uh. He now it's Neo apparently... in full uh, Matrix garb, and uh, he's joined. He's waking the other people up now. Yeah, and um, let's see if I can pull it up in the script because I do love these final lines uh, that Neo has. At it's the all, end it's, of a, it's very much addressed to the viewer, I think, in this epilogue. Um, let's see if I can find uh, the actual line. Because it's kind of hidden in this script. Oh, nope. It's different dialogue in the script than it is in the movie. That's uh, upsetting. Um, So I'm just going to read along with the subtitles, kids. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this was going to end. I came to tell you how it's going to begin. Uh, I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. Uh, A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries, a world where anything is possible. Uh, And then, uh, where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. And uh, again... Yeah, and then just he Superman, he Superman flies into the sky, and we smash cut to the credits with "Wake Up" by Rage Against the Machine. Fuck End yeah, we do. Film. Fuck yeah, we do. Um, again, just even reading that dialogue out loud in 2023 as a trans woman, I'm like, oh it's shit! So All right, hard. it fucking rips. Um, oh, but yeah, what a movie. What a movie. That's that is the Matrix. What is, that the, is Matrix. the Matrix? Com? Recapped in about the runtime of the Matrix. <laughs> the Matrix recapped. I think that's the title of the episode. Um, it's just, yeah, just going to get more so. ridiculous from here. The Matrix Reloaded recapped. The Matrix Revolutions recapped. The Matrix commentated. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what is the Matrix.com? Password? Steak. Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> you remember at the very tail end of the credits. Um, the original website for the Matrix. What is the Matrix.com? And you could enter the password that you got from watching this movie. I didn't know it plugged it in like that. Yeah, you would enter, you would go to what is the Matrix.com. Does it tell you the password? It does. The final frame of the movie after like all of the copyrights and uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so what did it lead you to? Uh, I. I don't think I was there in 1999 to to learn this stuff. If I'm remembering correctly, it's like supplementary materials and trailers and and, yeah. yeah. What is the matrix.com password stake? I'm going to send you a photo of that because it fucking slaps, but you could download like wallpapers and, and screensavers and 
Um, and they started publishing comics and stuff on the website that were supplementary stories to the matrix, uh, which I have the great big collected volume of, which we're going to be cracking open in a future episode. Very exciting. But, uh, that is the matrix 1999. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Yeah. Took us us about the runtime of the movie. Yes. You, Thank you, you for all listening. You to go eat, have yourself a nice, juicy, delicious steak or some tasty wheat or some chicken. Um, a dealer's choice. Or if you're vegan, yeah, I guess the tasty wheat if you're vegan. Um, or fair. some of That's the fair. some of Morpheus's famous slop. Or some of <laughs> uh, of Cypher's uh, family-style motor oil. Gross. Um... This but, is why there's uh, no okay. Matrix land at, at, like, at a theme park <laughs> yeah, at Universal. Yeah. Good <laughs> fucking luck, Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, we actually have social medias now. Did we want to promote those? Like, I know, like, like Harry Potter sucks shit compared to, like, Matrix in terms of, like, politics. <laughs> but I agree it makes for a much more fun theme park experience than the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of hard to argue. It's like... <clears throat> magical magical wizard land is a little bit more theme park friendly than the machines dystopia. are all trying to kill us plug this yeah. into the back of your neck yeah i'll make a good here's ride, your goo here's your goo yeah, yeah. here's your yeah. here's the here's the robot shrimp that's gonna crawl on your belly button you yeah. can have a plushie yeah. of it enjoy the horrors you're the horrors yeah, pose so... with an agent who never smiles yeah let's uh let, yeah let's plug let's plug all of our all of our stuff so we have um yes at uh matrix queer pod on uh the socials i believe is yes, thank all you our... for setting that up by the way yeah uh of presently it only houses our <coughs> our artwork yeah <coughs> which again thank you for doing that there. oh yeah yeah that's true I did yeah it, the, hey the, the fucking pill headphones inspired choice my friend well uh, done. thank you thank you thank you but yeah, Matrix Queer Pod on Instagram and uh, I guess what's now known as X, uh, formerly Twitter. Um, Is it called X now? I haven't logged on in a few days. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, what about as for me? I'm at Drum Without Ref on said platforms and uh, and you. And I am at Hope Lickner on, um, let's see, what am I officially on these days? Uh, uh, technically Twitter, although I know um instagram and tumblr if you want to see me talk about gay shit a lot yeah tumblr as it turns out is pretty freaking gay you can which find, is you delightful can find us, yeah who knew you can find us in the yeah. matrix <laughs> <laughs> um and i did think I, I think i had a sign off a proper sign off to pitch to oh, you yeah? uh okay. for the end of the show um, and I think it's the sign off that is at the end of the credits for the Matrix of Resurrections. Steak. <laughs> yeah. And as always, eat your steak. So uh, long no. and thanks for all the steak. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, the. Um... <laughs> I think there should be like a short about what happened to Cypher after after it all. Actually, wait, no, he died. Never mind. Yeah, he died. I'm like, that's it's or rather a short, what would have happened. It's a short, think, short. No, I'm thinking like an Animatrix two or something where we show like what would have happened if the deal had gone through, if Cipher had really sold them out, and what his life would be like. Yeah, you know? now streaming on Disney Plus, The Matrix. What if? Uh, God. <laughs> 
But yeah, uh, so, no, oh, the, the yeah. line that I am thinking of is love is the genesis of everything, which uh, I think I think that's good. I yeah. think this first film touches on that quite well. Does, doesn't it? Literally saves the day, doesn't well, it? We'll see you next time. Well, well, you'll hear us next time. We won't see you at all. Uh, we're, we, we record these in advance. Yeah, this is a one-way um, street, so, yeah. Hey, uh, so buckle yeah. up, <laughs> buckle up, Dorothy. Kansas is going bye-bye. Yeah, buckle up, because the next time we're going to talk The Matrix fucking reloaded, and that is not straightforward at all. <laughs> at all. Oh, oh God, yeah, that's, that's the other thing I forgot to mention, that, that Cypher's the only one who makes a Wizard of Oz reference instead of a uh, an Alice reference. That's an excellent point. I yeah. know he's the huh. bad guy. <sighs> <laughs> anyway. All yes. right. Goodbye.